Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. And Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. talking about that's what i'm smoking you're smoking lamb's breath that's what it's called that's fantastic that's incredibly a... dense I'll, I'll send you a picture of the biggest one i have i wouldn't have expected that i wouldn't have expected something called lamb's breath to be dense yeah it's like i'd expect it's... it to be fluffy and cloud-like you would think that you know like like a like a shepherd's cloud sort like of thing like a shepherd's pie you know what i'm saying <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to an elegant weapon it's episode 135 i'm jay your host i'm flicking this bick in my hand your love of the halfling's leaf has clearly slowed your mind filling my lungs oh, with the larry og <sighs> Josh over there is filling his lungs with uh, with lamb's breath. Lamb's breath, <laughs> yes. Who names this shit? Uh, the people that grow it, typically. Well, you're now that you're the people who grow it, can you name it? Like, or does your boss walk in and be like, "I proclaim this, Darth Vader"? Or like, <laughs> how does that work? No, I mean, we 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 buy clones of certain strains. Oh, so they're pre-named? Are you, like, are you allowed to rename them? I guess a strain is a strain. You can't really rename a strain, can you? No, you really can't. You can try no. in vain, but as try you may, you cannot rename rename a strain. It's it's funny because so um, <laughs> they, they had a strain. It was called uh, OGP. So Ocean Grown. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Ocean grown Pacalolo. Pacalolo? <laughs> yeah. Apparently Pacalolo in, in Hawaiian is weed or something. I Pacalolo. love that word. Pacalolo? Yeah. That's the word for ganja in Hawaiian. That is the new word. Pacalolo. Supposedly that's what it is. But anyway. Oh, there, yo, there, man. Pass the Pacalolo. There was a moment down at the grow where, where they were like, we have like 12 plants. We don't know what they are. 
Like, what do you mean? How do you lose track? We just, we just well, we can't find the piece of paper. You know, that, that <laughs> says what's what, right? Because everything's tagged from, from the time you buy a clone to the time it gets into the store. There's a tag attached to that plant, basically. I'm sure. And uh, I was like, well, if worse comes to worse, we could just rename it OGP. Because we don't know what that was either, really. <laughs> so that's like the mutt name, like the John Smith of like <laughs> of weed. Yeah, in a way, yeah, sure. For like the, like the five 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 of movie phone numbers. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it was like from the old the old grower, you know. So he was just some goofball. What's getting grown right now? Uh, currently, we are growing. Um, Granddaddy Perps, something called Optimus Prime. Ooh. Autobots, roll out. Um, it's also known as 3X Crazy. Um, Fire OG, Sour D, uh, Sour Diesel, sorry. Um, um, uh, Grape Stomper. Grape Stomper. <laughs> um... And there's about 25 to 30 others that I cannot remember. Wow, I didn't realize you'd grow so many different strains at once. But they basically, their plan is to basically have a harvest every 14 days. Jesus, that's a beautiful cycle. It's a beautiful cycle. That's their plan. Let's let's see what happens, but that's their plan. That's more often than comic books get released. Well, that's every Wednesday, right? That's every Wednesday. Speaking of... Today is Wednesday. It's new comic book day. Go to your local comic shops and buy Star Wars number two. You want to hear about some fucking comic book news that's going on, motherfuckers? We got some comic book news that's happening. Superman number 38. Guess what happens in this comic book, Josh? He dies again. (laughs) Um, A little bit of the opposite route. He gets, in fact, a new power. It's uh, Superman's new power in many, many, many years has manifested itself. I think it's kind of cool, actually. What it's called is the Solar Flare. Okay. Basically, you know how Superman is powered by the power of the sun, right? That's where he gets all his juice Yellow from. sun. The yellow sun, that's right. Earth's yellow sun. Uh, every cell in Superman's body, for those of you who don't know, is basically like a supercapacitor, like... Uh, solar plate and uh, he's up there and he's fighting Ulysses up in space and they're fighting and he uses his heat ray vision and basically the way they explain his heat ray vision is that that is him expelling excess solar power right that he's brought in so as he's doing it he totally lets loose and he goes crazy and he his whole body releases at once does it come out of the uh chest symbol um no it is not in fact a, a care bear stare although it should be because nice, that's an awesome nice idea pull. nice pull total care bear i was going down. i was going iron man but that was better <laughs> uh no in fact he actually more goes uh, a doctor who route and it looks like he's regenerating and fucking just solar energy just expels out of his entire body and basically his body lets off a giant solar flare and, uh, you know, so it's aptly named and such. But he lets out a giant solar flare and it wipes out fucking everything around him, including his new his uniform. 
and is, millions it, of satellite subscribers. Millions. Your dish is going <laughs> down, bitches. <laughs> um, rabbit ears for you, fools. So uh, he needs a new costume. So Batman gets him and takes him back to the Batcave and takes care of him. He gets a new suit and stuff. But since he expelled all his energy, he has no powers for a day. He's like, he's going to go fly. Or Bruce is like, oh, I'll take you back to Metropolis. He's like, I'll just fly. And he's like, you can't, motherfucker. Because you motherfucking drained. You can't do shit. So Superman gets to spend an entire day as a human being. So that should be an interesting story. Does he go meet up with Lana? I do not know from their point on, but uh, at that point, you'd think you'd want to get involved. He's like, what? You mean I won't shoot a hole through her back? Let's fucking do it. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know who Brian Michael Bendis is? Yes. Spider-Man kind of guy. Yes, indeed. I know he's on other stuff, but he's a Spider-Man kind of guy in my realm. Uh, in most realms, I guess it's pretty safe to say that. He signed a new exclusive deal with Marvel. He's not leaving Marvel. A lot of people thought maybe he might because he's got this other creator-owned book called Powers, and they're making a TV show out of it. So a lot mm. of people were like, what is Brian Michael Bendis going to do? Well, don't worry, kids. He's staying in the world of comic books. He is, however, leaving X-Men, and he will not be doing any more X-Men titles which is probably because they're like, why would we waste our top writer on a book that we are trying to push as little as possible? Yeah. Because I've been fuck reading, Fox and all that shit, right? Yeah, I've been reading That's that that pretty much is Marvel's stance uh, going forward on any property not owned or not really whatever. That yeah, are, yeah, that's no, just no. owned by Fox. Cinematically, absolutely. It's uh, Why not Sony? Why aren't they going after Sony with this? Because Sony is cooperating. Page? Sony is like, don't worry, you can dip your balls in my mouth once or twice and we won't get all flustered about it, you know? Like, like, like that, so they're going to they're gonna allow Spider-Man to appear in an Avengers? Yes, he's going to be, I believe they're letting him appear. I don't know. I think it's like half official. I'm like, I, I think they've been like, yes, we'll let it happen, but they might still be hammering out details or something. Hmm. It's kind of vague there, but he has I, to be I think like, he has to be swinging in front of a Fox Studios uh, <laughs> billboard in New York City. Well, I think what it is I think is to solve their problem. Whoever they want to play him, then Sony's going to want to use him too, right? So I think what they want is to be able to take the Spider-Man that Marvel introduces and continue to make their own solo movies off of him. So and then keep what's his face as well. Well, I don't think Garfield's going to stick around as much as that's a shame because he's a fantastic Spider-Man. Marvel's going to want to recast that. They're not going to want to connect those two universes, right? So there'll probably be a recasting of Spider-Man, and then Sony want to want to continue with that. But, uh, yeah, so Marvel is not promoting any of that stuff. That's why they're pushing this Inhumans thing so big, because the Inhumans is going to be their new X-Men, right? (laughs) Comic book TV shows. Well, let me spoil all this stuff for you there, sweetie. It started on Monday night with Gotham, which was a fantastic episode, as usual. As I've said, I love this show. It's my favorite one of them all, and it keeps getting better. Uh, I think a lot of people might be happy because there was a lot less Bruce Wayne in the episode featured this week, which a lot of people think they've been using him a little too much because he's kind of unnecessary and not the point. I disagree with that, 
but I could see where they were coming from, so it was a little less heavy on the Bruce this week, but it was also the introduce of Dr. Crane, the Scarecrow, which was super cool. Great villain, different take on it. Uh, he's kind of an older dude. He's kind of an older Dr. Crane, and uh, it's going to be really cool to see where they go with that. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice... Tuesday night was The Flash. Oh, Flash? Flash was kind of the biggest deal of the week uh as far as exciting stuff because that show just keeps like ramping itself up so we got to see peekaboo who is a uh flash villain from the comic books cool character she is and they put her on the screen and she's a teleporter so that was cool to see a flash have to keep up with a teleporter which he did which was super neat but the end of the episode we got a tiny little sneak preview snippet of gorilla garage Oh, snap. And wow, dude, it looks good. It mm. looks good. It's really ballsy. They're going there. Like of all these shows, what most the difficult balance for these shows to find all the time is how do we do it without it being too cheesy yet semi-realistic, right? Right. And they're like, fuck you on this one. <laughs> like the Flash is like, screw you, we're doing Gorilla Grodd. And he's a fucking gorilla. He's a massive, giant, monster CGI fucking gorilla. And it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane watching Flash have to fight this thing. I am missing. I, I did finally catch up to the Arrow until tonight. <laughs> I just finished watching it. No, wait. I'm in last, the future. <laughs> I think last week. I, didn't, I don't think I saw last week. It was a good episode this week. Uh, no, nothing particularly too crazy. It kind of went the direction he thought it was going to. But Ollie did return from the dead officially this week. So that was uh, that was fun to see. But there's something cool that happened in this week's episode. You remember me talking about how a lot of people in Starling City like to contemplate their lives while staring out windows? Yeah, you do. yeah, I remember that. There is a scene where they're in the bar in Verd Verdant, the club. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's her name? Oh, my God. Sister. Sister. Why am I having such a pothead moment? What's her fucking name? Leah. No. Mia. Mia? Is it Mia? He's... Oh, jeez. Pumpkin. This is what... Sweetie. <laughs> Pumpkin. Uh, so Thea, that's right, Thea, that's Thea. Thea Queen <laughs> is in her club on the second level and she's leaning over the railing on her elbows, just mm -hmm. kind of like contemplating her life. And uh, Roy Harper, who is Arsenal, um, he comes up and he leans on the railing too and says to her, you stole my idea. And she's like, what do you mean? And he says, I was going to lean on this railing and contemplate the meaning of life for something like that. That's funny. <laughs> it, was, it was total like a shout out to exactly what I was thinking. And he kind of almost broke the fourth wall on that one. So that was my favorite part of Arrow tonight. <laughs> we'll have to uh, have to catch it probably tomorrow, I guess. That's the that's queen, how, though, It's like man. a day or, or two days after it airs, it shows up on Hulu. Since she cut her hair, you know, mm -hmm. she's got that short little bob. I can't even handle it now, man. Oh, my God. She is one beautiful female individual. Hmm. Uh, big fan of the ad actress, whatever the fuck her name might be. <laughs> okay. Or as she will most likely be destined to be 
Thea Queen for the next 40 years of her convention touring life. Right. Once that show's done. <laughs> Felicity Jones. Do you know who that is? Can't say I do. Uh, I didn't really know either, but I think she's the wife in Theory of Everything, that Stephen Hawking movie. Okay. She has been cast in the Star Wars spinoff movie. She beat out Tatiana Mislaney, who is the girl from Orphan Black, which is unfortunate because she is a fine Canadian actress. We always try to support our own, even though they'll probably, after Hayden Christensen, never cast a Canadian again. <laughs> there have been rumors that the movie is going to be about the character Sabine, who is the little Mandalorian punk girl on the Rebels cartoon show mm. with the pink Mandalorian armor right. and the exploding spray paint. Yes. So that part's just the rumor, but Felicity Jones has been cast in the movie. So at least they're going for some quality, high-caliber actors, it seems, as they put this uh, thing together. You know what I mean? It's... Yeah, I mean, more the more Star Wars, the better, I guess. I don't know, as long as it doesn't get, like, Police Academy or anything like that. Well, I'm a little worried, man, because now they're at the fact where they are on their own. Like, as much as George Lucas may have screwed up making certain movies, I think his stories have always been solid. Like, the prequels, they could have been, you know, done executed much better in certain ways, of course, but, you know, that, that story still was part of an overarching Darth Vader space opera that made sense, and, you know was good lore but now that they've you know they just said last week or maybe the week before that they're not going to use any of george lucas's ideas i mean he had wrote a whole thing and he planned out the next three movies but they were like mm. yeah no thanks we're gonna do our own thing what if they completely fuck it up yeah jj makes a good movie the movie's gonna be visually stunning i'm sure but what if it's just dumb what if it's a dumb story or what if it's too convoluted or what if it just plain doesn't feel star wars then Disney, the, the mouse will come out of the castle and he'll walk up to George and be like, okay, here's some money. Please fix what we did. Well, they already bought it. They already own his stories. Like when he sold the whole thing off, that went with him. Like he, they bought it lock, stock and two smoking mm. barrels. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's kind of like the end of fanboys. You're kind of like, uh, okay, guys. <laughs> What if it sucks? <laughs> Spoiler. So, uh, I got a fun guest this week. Did you? Uh, yeah, and... Uh, tell us all. I'll tell you all, all about it. Met this guy a couple years back. Had a story about it. Want to hear it? Here it goes. Uh, Toronto. Local Toronto artist, Mr. Sean Daly. Uh, you all know him from previous Fan Expo specials and episodes all on his lonesome with me and talking the talkie talk. But he is a fantastic fellow. He put out a new Kickstarter. It's called Terraquil Collected. It's a collection of five volumes of his self-made published comic book, Terraquil. 25 hours fully funded. Wham! That's how you kick fucking Kickstarter's ass, man. So, uh, we... It was the Friday before, and we hooked up, and I was like, you come on the show, we'll talk about your fucking shit going on, motherfucker. And he was all right, yeah, fucking yeah, man, let's fucking do that. So we set it up for Sunday. He released the Kickstarter the Friday before, and our promotional podcast quickly turned into a celebrational one, as 25 hours later, fully fucking funded. So congratulations to Sean. We sat down. We talked to shit. We had a good time. Um, you know what's funny, though, is that 
in the first few minutes you'll hear us talking about how I've never seen a Kickstarter be so successful so quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Not two days later did our good friend Mr. Dirk Manning release his Kickstarter for uh, Tales of Mystery Carmageddon hardcover that he was fully funded in eight hours. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's super impressive. So I would just like to boast on the fact that I have uh, a talent for finding talented guests on this show. So you should continue to listen to this show, as everyone I talk to uh, will often become a star. Um... I have hopes. I have hopes. I have hopes. Oh, completely ridiculous. So, uh... Yeah, that's what went on. So uh, sit back, hang loose. This is me talking to Sean Daly, seandaly.ca. You can go there. Um, there's still stretch goals to beat in the Terra Quill Collected Kickstarter. So go to Kickstarter and look up Terra Quill Collected. All that shit is in the show notes. Josh, thanks for hanging out this week. Oh, yeah, man. Anytime. Good times. Here, enjoy the show. Oh, by the way, something screwy happened, as often does in the podcasting world, and we lost just the tail end few minutes of this interview. Hardly anything at all, but just enough that it kind of ends kind of weird. So I might pop, uh, pop back. I might pop back in to say goodnight, but if I don't, the show will just fucking end. And that's how it'll be. Okie dokie. Sean Daly, what the hell? <laughs> I know. Like, actually, what the hell? What what just happened? Um, You didn't see this coming, I'm sure, eh? No, no, no. It feels like I launched the Kickstarter, I blacked out, and then I woke up with 100% funding. It was weird. <laughs> what, was it? what did it take, 25 hours? Yeah, 25 hours. My God. Like, I, I had no doubt it would go well and go gangbusters <laughs> but literally yeah, right. i i don't think i even got to help promote it in any way before it was at like 65 <laughs> percent, and i was like oh my yeah. god <laughs> yeah it uh, it happened quick which yeah blew my mind man it was, it was weird <laughs> so let's start at the beginning let's start at uh music for well, I don't want to say former, because I know you still dabble in the music and stuff, but that was your main yeah. focus a couple years ago. Yeah, that's right. You decide, uh, I'm going to draw instead. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. It's probably coming up on, like, what, four years now? Maybe three and a bit or something like that? It's, it's, um, it's yeah, yeah, it's just over four years. Yeah, just over four. since you really yeah. made it, like, your focus, you know? Yeah, since I, I bought my first art book, got some art supplies as a gift, and yeah, that was it. So yeah, I, I meet you at Fan Expo. Yeah. And uh, what immediately drew me in were, were your watercolors, because nice. they're, you know, they're fantastic. And Thanks. you introduced me to your little book, uh, Terraquil. Mm-hmm. Which, which you know you've made your your couple issues over the years you usually have a new one available for fan expo when that time rolls around yeah that's right and what brought on the idea for a kickstarter when did you decide you wanted to like collect them all it was last year actually around fan expo i, I had just finished terraquil 5 and there was 
you know, people online were asking if there was going to be a collected print version, and it's something I had never really considered, uh, never seriously considered anyways, but people were asking, and I couldn't just say, well, no, why would I do such a thing? It's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. the, you know. You <laughs> hardly considered charging stuff. people for your fucking book. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's just people wanted it, so I thought I'd, I'd give it a shot at least and see what happened, and I'm pretty thrilled at the result. <laughs> well, yeah, it's pretty spectacular. I've seen some gangbuster Kickstarters, but I don't think I've ever seen one that quick, man. Just <laughs> yeah. wabamo. So, to give the people an idea, why don't you uh, tell them a little bit what exactly Terracool is about and stuff? Uh, Terracool is just short stories. It's they're not connected in any way, although they do take place on the same continent, which is Terracool. And you can read them in any order. They're just short stories uh, in between four and twenty pages. Each one talks about. Uh, kind of one or two citizens in Terraquil and shows, I guess, some of the more important moments in their life. And, yeah, they're just kind of short stories, uh, slice of life kind of things. So how's, They were just experiments. How's the collection going to work? Are you going to just, like, put all the books in order kind of in there? Or do you think you might just, like, will there will it be a separation? Can you kind of read the whole thing? Have you thought that out much? or? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, the book has actually already been put together. I have the final print file just sitting on my, my computer here. Oh yeah? Um and yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's all about done. I'll actually I'll send you a PDF copy. Absolutely, um, yeah. Because yeah, I have review copies made up. But yeah, it's all the stories are in the order that I created them in. So it's kinda like you're getting the the sequential I guess uh terraquil, more or less. Even though there's no really real uh, real reading order to it, it's a it's a big step up, man. I mean, Kickstarter, you know, you're kind of you're putting yourself out there, and that can be a nerve wracking thing. You don't know what's gonna happen, you know. So yeah, it was terrible. Oh, I'm sure. Like some aren't quite as fortunate as yours was. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So it, yeah, this is a big step for you because you've always been, you know. Uh, kind of mellow when it comes to you know you've got obviously like any artist you want to get your exposure out there but you know what I mean you've always been willing to just share your artwork and come what may so this is like a I don't know what the word I'm searching for is it's a very concrete thing for you to do you know what I yeah. mean it's yeah. uh, it's really putting yourself out there like Especially with the success, like never mind the success of it, which is going to do enough for your name alone. But this is really the first time you've kind of really, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I haven't had uh, this many people kind of interested in something that I've ever been doing before, so it's nice. But at the end of the day, it's just about getting the stories into people's hands. And I know. guess, I guess, what I'm trying to say is, uh, like, like at first you were more of like a, just like a freelance artist doing your watercolors and your pieces. And Terraquil, like you say, it was kind of more of an experiment for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, for sure. For you to kind of take that focus and be like, okay, I'm going to take this thing, because I mean, you always do pretty well at Fan Expo, and you know, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of that comes off your prints and stuff, right? Yeah. Like that's why you're able to keep going and keep doing these cons, and mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's 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 cool to see you like you know this thing that's been an experiment. Now you're like, okay, this is it. This is I'm gonna put this in the spotlight. This thing that I created, and uh, yeah. I understand it's got to be nerve wracking. It's your baby, you know. It's oh. it's not just pictures yeah. of Batman or anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, even that's scary enough. But uh, yeah, putting stuff that you're writing and drawing out is it's a different experience altogether, and um, one that I. Uh, greatly encourage anyone interested in doing to you know kind of do so just uh, a lot of people have asked me at conventions how they can get started and you know if they should even and obviously it's like yeah of course you should get started you know pick up some books and start teaching yourself or even take a course if you need to but yeah there's nothing quite like it just getting your own stuff out there well you you can't really do it much simpler than you did it too I mean Derek will, you know, the five volumes were books you literally put together entirely yourself. Like, you know, yeah. printed them out, stapled them up, and said, here you go, you know? So yeah. that's, yeah, you can't really get much more grassroots than showing up at a con yeah. and working your ass off. Yeah. You hold the distinction so, of messiest table at the con year after year. <laughs> yeah. I'm you know? proud of that distinction. Yeah. It's a good distinction, a... man. You got to watch, watch it. You might walk by your booth and end up with some blackened water on your arms or <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not that bad. Thing. yeah well it could be so uh, and like there's got to be some special additives you can have some pinups in the book or such things or so there's a whole bunch of bonus stuff in the back i uh, there's that that map that i made is gonna make an appearance in there that thing's awesome uh, thanks that was so much fun to put together oh maps are uh, awesome that must have been great fun to make oh yeah it, it's all oh, it's just like doing arts and crafts really it was yeah a good time but that's um well we're working towards stretch goals right now so i'd like to be able to print out huge 11 by 17 uh, pages of that map and fold it up and tuck it in the book but as it is right now Oh. The map is just going to be in there on one of the pages. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Well, dude, you're in a weird situation. Like, how far forward have you looked at your stretch goals? I've been looking at them. Well, I haven't had too much time. We just launched on Friday, right? I didn't think that we were going yeah, to cause... pull together. <laughs> to You've still got, what, 32 days left of stretch goal potential? <laughs> like... Oh, good God. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a lot to actually really be looking forward to right now. I was terrified at first, but the more I thought about it, it was like, oh man, you know, think of think of all these ideas that we could uh, potentially put together. A lot of people on Twitter have been helpful to, uh, tossing out ideas and suggesting things. So I'm compiling an update tonight that I'm going to be sending out to everybody uh, about stretch goals. So I guess we can look forward to that. Um, That's super awesome. You well, you also are lucky enough to be in a very good circle of people on Twitter and in the Toronto art community, you know, it's, uh, Oh uh, yeah. Like absolutely very fortunate to, to have come across the people I have on Twitter and yeah, in, in the city here. It's just you know, very, very lucky. Well, you also, it, I don't think it hurts your cause much that you do have the reputation for being quite a pleasant fellow at the same time. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's me or just a Canadian thing. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, let me tell you, people, as a Canadian, um, <laughs> Sean is polite even for a fucking Canadian. Okay, <laughs> even Canadians meet him and they're like, okay, he's a nice guy. Eh? 
But, uh, <laughs> but you know, beyond that, I mean, the talent itself is just, you know, that's, that's, that's why people walk by the table and first, you know, get to meet you in the first place. I, you know, I don't know. I question, maybe, maybe it's the two dollar prints because no. I get a lot of comments. <laughs> well, yeah, dollars. You're, you're quite reasonably priced. That's for sure. But, uh, in the future, I'm sure you may be able to demand a few more dollars demand being yeah. not the nicest of colloquial ways to put that but you know what i mean yeah 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 as so as i'm getting bummed. like you got any artists involved then in so far you got any like pinups you're gonna throw in there or any of that kind uh, of exciting I, stuff yeah i'm kind of in talks with a few artists right now about getting a pinup in the book of some kind um, assuming we raise enough money for the stretch goals, I'd like to pay them for their time and, and get all that taken care of. So yeah, there's uh, a couple things that I'll be announcing shortly uh, for artists and pinups. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, there's also a ton of um, kind of written world-building stuff in the back. So uh, each province in Terracle, there's eight of them, has a little blurb and a little write-up about it uh, in the bonus section so you can kind of learn more about the world uh, the world that you don't see in the stories themselves right right yeah. is it uh, how hands on are you going to make this then because you've always been you know printing them like we said and making them yourself so is this something you're going to you know kind of branch uh, out sort of thing The yeah I got to outsource for printing for this uh, I wish I could do it myself but this is going to be uh, kind of a, a fairly high quality not fairly, it'll be a very high quality uh, product in the end uh, all the specs are taken care of and, and looked after right now the maps I am going to do myself though If um, assuming we, we meet that stretch goal, I'm going to print them myself and, and do all that fun <laughs> stuff I just yeah. had an image flash through my mind of you in your kitchen like pouring tea bags all over like <laughs> old pieces of paper <laughs> That's that's exactly what happened <laughs> with the first one. It was a lot of fun. I got oh. the bacon. Yeah, yeah I totally did that one back in uh, grade six. It was actually yeah. it was quite ambitious. But what our teacher had us do was write, like, we called it a novel, but it wasn't really a novel. But for a kid, I think it was it was a couple, it was like a hundred couple hundred pages or something, and it was big print and big write and stuff. But but she made like most of the year concentrating on making like a a book that of you know sixth graders were making so i wrote a western and i was big into westerns at the time and uh, i grew up watching them with my grandpa and stuff so i made this whole western and uh we had to do that we had to like make stuff to go with the book so i made a map and i totally did that i got the tea and i stained it and i burned the edges and baked it for a little while and yeah. yeah. Like how much fun was that? Oh, that, that was probably incredible. Yeah, it was super, super fun. I'm just <laughs> I gotta store it in the back of my head. My kid's four, so I think he might be a little young for that yet, but you know. He's actually he's upstairs doing crafts right now with mama. Nice. Yeah, it's uh it's at we got him uh I got him like a new easel. His birthday was recently. And oh, it's sweet. Yeah, it's one of those roll around like you just put a roll of paper on top. So uh he can just keep, you know, rolling it fresh as much as he wants to keep drawing, you know? Nice, yeah, and, those are very convenient. Yeah, it's awesome, and he has a good time with that. So, And it's brilliant what they have for kids now, 
with like the washable markers and stuff. The washable. Well, yeah, like half a Crayola stuff washes off now. Oh man! <laughs> like the big fat markers, the little marker. Like I, there's, I don't think I have much Crayola, uh, Crayola stuff here other than crayons that <laughs> I can't wash off of something. It's brilliant. <laughs> they, we've really, That's... yeah, we've come that far. And they have it all at his school, so like I'll bring him home from school, and he's just got like blue and red streaks all over him, and they just wipe right <laughs> off. It's fucking. It's not like in our nice. days when you'd get like a shirt, like a marker mark, like a sharpie or something, and be on you for like a week. <laughs> yeah, and then your your mother kills you for ruining your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this will actually be going out after uh, you were saying April, I think. Yeah, it'll be in April. Um, assuming, yeah, yeah, we'll get to, when the, the campaign wraps up, we'll get everything taken care of. I'm, as soon as the funds are in my bank, I'm sending it off pretty much the day after. I don't want to stall. I have everything ready to go, so it's... Well, yeah, um, that's what's nice. You're way ahead of schedule, so you can just kind of hit the button when the day comes yeah. and be like, release yeah, it, the hounds. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the plan. Are you gonna, You're going to so, be at uh, Toronto Comic Con, though? Yeah, I'll be there in March for sure. Unfortunately, I won't have the books, which was kind of a drag. But well, you, it's still you know, nice I, that uh, you got to make something up that uh, says something or talks about something, because at least you can say like successfully funded, you know. Yeah, for something sure. or other on the way. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely be talking about that quite a bit. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll have new stuff available as well, other than the Terraquel as you usually do, right? Yep, yep. There'll be a whole bunch of new stuff for sure. I bet you're drawing right now, aren't you? I am drawing right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drawing yeah. right now? I'm drawing Can a bridge. Can you tell us? Actually, yeah. Oh, a bridge. So you're just kind of doing background right now. Yeah. Yeah. The. Uh... There's actually going to be a, a Terraquil uh, long format story uh, sometime at the end of this year. And it's about a bridge maker. So I've been kind of sketching bridges a lot recently. Oh, that's that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah it should be fun. Yeah, that should be super fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good con this year. They've got uh, it, a few guests, but uh, nothing like overboard. I don't think it's going to be too crazy in March. That's all right. That's, you know... Well, that's the way that's, we like it at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, we'll save the big one for August. Oh, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I was kind of, I was starting to feel a bit of a step back from Fan Expo. Why? Like, it's it's just so overwhelming, and I I don't know how much I was looking forward to last year when I went, and I just I knew it was gonna be just just nuts, right? Mm-hmm. But then. Uh, Plus, they kept, they've started making it on Labor Day, which kind of turned me off because, you know, I, I always go on this camping trip every Labor Day. Nice. Yeah, and it's just as long a tradition as Fan Expo, but I can never help myself but choose Fan Expo over it now that it's on Labor Day. So I'm kind of yeah. like, and plus this year they'd announced at first it wasn't going to be and then switched it over. Which is kind of like, fuck you guys. Like, you know, once you've announced it, you've announced it, you know. Yeah, right. Some people are crazy. They make their hotel like reservations like that day, the second they hear that what the dates are going to be, you know. So yeah, seriously, that yeah. can be hard to change. Yeah, you, sometimes you can't get you know refunds or whatever. So yeah. But then I don't know. I just ended up having a lot of fun this year. There was, I. 
a lot of the people from Michigan, a lot of the kids I met down there when I went to Motor City Con, uh, mm-hmm. through our good friends Drunk on Comics, I, I had no idea how many of them were actually coming up. And then how many of them were bringing friends of theirs that I would meet through them. And just, it ended up being a year where I kind of was like, just really blew me back of how many people I've met over the years at this con and, you know, how many fun mm-hmm. times have occurred. And it was just kind of like revitalizing a bit. So I'm looking more forward to it this year just because you, you can't help but fall into people's excitement. Like, you know, you can get a little like, uh, you can get a little used to it, you know. You can get a little, you know, not looking at it from the from a certain light that some kind of new people would. So I think I was just kind of getting there. I was getting a little, you know. Yeah, well, I get that. Maybe you know, once in a while, it's not a bad idea to to take a year off, you know, like from the conventions. Well, it kind was, of reach, recharge your batteries a little. Yeah, it felt a little com- complacent, but now there's so many pe- new people coming that I've already met, and you know that are good times. That now I'm more excited to see them than <laughs> yeah. actually get to the con. But uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it this year. I think it'll be exciting. Oh yeah, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. I'm pulling some craziness do- this year, though. I'm going to Motor City in May, and then a week later, I'm going to Denver. Oh man! Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be an adventure, but I'm looking forward to it. Hey, you're gonna have a busy one, eh? I think it, I'm I'm almost thinking about just going out to Denver for the week in between, like leaving to go to Denver from Michigan. Nice. Rather than come home, why not just go out there for four days where fucking marijuana is fucking weed? <laughs> <laughs> you might not come back though. <laughs> Nah, I'm sure the family will drag me back at some point. But <laughs> because uh, it's it's nice though. The Motor City Con is uh, it's a long weekend for us. It's the two four, right? Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for for me, I've got that extra Monday. I can leave Sunday night, get back late Sunday night, and still have Monday to chill and not go to work. Yeah. So that's nice, and I have that Monday. So then what? I fly out to. Like, what, am I going to work two days and then fly out to Denver on Thursday night to be there for Friday? Yeah, right. Kind of yeah, almost kinda... seems silly. And I bet, uh, how yeah. many times do I really want to go through customs? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. You ever watch that Border Security show? No. <laughs> There's a show on it... called Border Security, and it's just that. And uh, it's it takes place in Australia and in Canada. Nice. And it's just... Man, people get busted for the craziest shit. It makes me so nervous now. <laughs> like what? Like, uh, like people like. There's pretty much cocaine on everything. <laughs> so, like, even if they, if you've never even seen cocaine in your life, and they do a swab test of your bag, there's a good chance that cocaine's gonna show up. And they're going to be like, why is there cocaine residue on your bag? And you're going to be like, oh, my God. And you're going to get nervous. And they're going to be like, why are you so nervous? And then they're going to end up not letting you in. <laughs> that's, a, that's terrifying. I think it's just uh, – it's also – well, it's brought on by the extra paranoia of being a pothead and all. But I'm just – I'm paranoid that it like it's in my skin now. You know what I mean? It's not like <laughs> yeah. I ever try to bring it. I, I make sure everything's clean and you oh, know sure. I'll even clean stuff off. You know I don't bring papers. I don't bring anything. But yeah. still, just being a pothead, you're kind of you're just paranoid about that kind of stuff. <laughs> so then stupid me watches this show. But, I mean, it's a lot of people trying to do stupid stuff. It's either that 
or people trying to come over from Asia with like three suitcases worth of like roots and herbs <laughs> and like melted meat that was freeze dried when they left, but then it's thawed, you know? Oh, yeah, it's good lord. Oh, it's just gross. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's um, I'm sure a lot of these shows are are scripted for television as well. I don't. Uh... A friend of mine was on a reality show once and told me that there was just a script. You're basically playing a character the whole time. And, uh, yeah, very loose. So I wouldn't doubt it. And then another pal of mine told me that Cops is really the only real reality show out there, which is kind of cool. It's actually a lot like that. There's no, like, real narrator or anything like that. It's uh, I don't think it's super scripted because I think certain moments might be. Like, it's obvious, like, when they're in the back room and they just have a package to unopen. (laughs) yeah (laughs) they kind of make that more suspenseful you know for sure but these people that they actually have out front that they're just questioning they're totally like wigging out or they're (laughs) totally tell when they've done something wrong or something but it's it's totally hilarious so have you ever thought about expanding your con presence um yes but i probably won't for at least another two years or so uh i'm I think this coming up is this fan expo that's coming up in August is only my third one. And I kind of want a couple more under my belt before I, I kind of venture out. I would love to do New York in October though. I think if I was going to branch out, that would be the one that I choose first. Well, you, you don't necessarily have to shoot for the stars, right? I mean, there's, <laughs> <Yeah>. there's, <laughs> there's, that's true, uh... but I would want to. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But there's, you know, there's a few. That's one thing you're lucky about in this area is there's like some mid-level cons. Yeah, where, right. Uh, well, you know, there's lots I, of industry there alone that you can kind of get your name out to and meet some cool people. You know. For sure. Well, I'd love to do TCAF. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's quite hard to get into, um, from what I've experienced so far, anyways. There's but, uh, uh, there's one con I would really recommend that I tell to people. Last year was actually their first year, but it was it was great. It was a really really well done convention. It was called the GTA Comic Con. Yeah, I remember uh, that one. Yeah. I, I didn't attend, but I heard it was it was nice and cozy. It was. It was really cool. It was the first time I've ever been to a con in the uh, in Ontario that had a retro arcade. Oh man! Oh, I was. I thrilled i walked into this one room and it was nothing but retro arcade games and i was like this is fantastic pac-man everything oh it was, yeah it was beautiful. yeah it was a good time <laughs>